Get your coffee. Welcome to Life Coach Charlie. And I am Charlie. <laughs> I'm your host. I do not claim to know anything. I do not claim to know everything. But I do want to talk about something. I want to use this time to discuss a few things. I just want to have open dialogue about a, a, a few topics that I feel are kind of interesting. I'm not here to change your life. I'm not here to guide your life or tell you anything. I just want to have diverse conversation about topics that some of us may be afraid to discuss, right? Episode one, this is my first episode, and I want to thank you for joining me. And this one, I think we all can relate to. I'm going to call this one, You Died, Now What? You, you looked up, you saw clouds, and you died. What happened? I think a lot of us have our own interpretation of what's going to happen, right? I feel like many of us have different variations of what it means to die. But my 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 issue is what? There's so many ways that can go. I went to Britannica.com and got the definition of death. I want to read it to you. Death, the total cessation of life processes that eventually occurs in all living organisms. The state of human death has always been obscured by mystery and superstition. That's important. And its precise definition remains controversial, differing according to culture and legal systems. What does that mean? That's that's a lot of words for something so simple. You died the end, right? The total cessation of life, the processes of life, what you're doing day to day, that you woke up, you went to sleep, that ceased according to the definition. But some of us believe it doesn't. Some of us believe that you go up, you see a bunch of clouds, you see a man with a harp. You see angels with wings. You stand in the line and you wait to be judged by God. Some of us believe that with all our heart. Some of us believe that when you are not living right, you go down. And I don't know if you stand in another line or you just pop up in a really hot room, a really hot space. And... You are punished for all of eternity. Some of us believe that. And some of us believe nothing happens. Some of us believe it goes dark. Some of us believe when you close your eyes, that's it. That's all she wrote. And that's the end of the story. I hope you got your coffee. We're great to have some conversation. Now, again, I don't know what happens. I got some theories, but why are we so afraid of it? 
let's discuss this. If if I believe that I'm going to a happy place with a lot of clouds and angels flying all around and people singing, why would I be afraid to go there? What is what is the difference between being here and going there? Sounds a whole lot better. Right. So if that's better, why would I be afraid? Why do I have heart palpitations? Just the mere thought that I'm going there. What is what is the issue? If if we're going to be rewarded for good behavior, according to some beliefs, like I said, this. The state of human death has always been obscured by mystery and superstition. That's a very key word. And people don't like to use that word in regards to their beliefs. But it is superstition. When you peel back the layers and you define the process of it. So if I'm going to say. I'm going to a supernatural state once I leave and I close my eyes and I'm gone forever, then that is. The definition of superstition that I believe something that is super, that is something that is not normal. That is something that I cannot prove. I've been told this for years since a child. I've been told if you do good things and you are forgiven and you are worthy, you will be rewarded with everlasting life and you will be, your faith will be proven to be true for lack of a better word, right? So I've believed that for many years. There's no reason not to. Since I was a baby, they've put water on my forehead and they've told me that I was saved and I would be forgiven if I abided by certain rules according to the belief system that was set up in in place. Now, I've always believed that. And even when I had questions about it, it didn't make me believe less to a degree. It just made me have more questions. But you still believe that there was a place in the sky for you, right? Even though some stuff didn't always add up to me, and I'm sure to you, certain things didn't make sense, right? But it didn't make you stop believing. It didn't make you stop saying your grace when you sat down to your plate of chicken, mashed potatoes or what have you. You still prayed over your food. There's a lot of nuances that you didn't understand and you still don't. And you you probably never will. But you knew that if you didn't pray over that food, you were somehow disobeying what you were taught. Can we agree? And you knew that if you went to sleep without praying, that you would somehow be judged harshly for not remembering to do so. 
And you also felt that if you didn't get up in the morning and be thankful for being allowed to arise, you may be punished as well. Now, I'm oversimplifying a very complex issue, but that's what, in essence, if you didn't do the basics, if you didn't pray, or if you didn't worship to a degree, those things could follow you in the afterlife and you would be judged accordingly, among other things, if you didn't. Vicious crimes, murders, things like that. Now, if you take all of these things to heart, it'll make you weary that you may have missed one or two, or you may be doing something that doesn't jive well at the end, right? Therefore, you would be a little afraid because your entire afterlife is being predicated on you performing these duties of, let's say, worship or things of that nature. And if we, if we are to believe what we were being told there was a, a a a consequence. So when I say you died, now what? Your immediate reaction is the consequences that you may have done something wrong, and you may have not completed all of your required. functions or specified duties. What would that mean? What does that look like? If you believe that you are, when your life ceases, you are judged. That's scary. That's scary. Not to mention you're going to leave your loved ones and you're going to completely venture into a space you have no idea about. That's scary. It's completely scary. So we are we are all within a, 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 a space of fear in a way. It's almost impossible to not have complete anxiety even with the mere thought of it. It gives me anxiety right now to even conversate with you about it. It is probably one of the most mind-taxing conversations you'll ever have. As a human, just the, hum just the human essence, when you're talking about leaving the earth in, in one way or another, there are so many different variables to it. You have nothing... But an innate fear of what's going to happen to me. What's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my, my loved one, my spouse? 
and my my job what's going to happen there what's going to happen at my to my money what's going to happen to my possessions my material things who's going to grab them and divide them up is it going to go to people i don't like is everyone going to get their fair share am i going to be able to provide for my family afterwards these are why we these are things that we question this is why we get insurance and this is why we get savings accounts and we have money set aside for emergencies, right? Now, according to the Britannica definition, the state of human death has always been obscured by mystery and superstition and its precise defi definition remains controversial. So for all that I just said, there's somebody out there that says, nope, you're wrong. That's not exactly what happens. We don't believe you. You need more people. There's always more to it. Someone's going to always have more to say. Someone's going to disagree. Right? The state of human death has always been obscured by mystery and superstition. And its precise definition remains controversial, differing according to culture and legal systems. As we build to secure ourselves in the event of an untimely death, we start to get anxious. We start to get fearful because we just don't know. No one can come up to you and, de and completely define what's going to happen to you. I've had many people pass in my lifetime, right? And as have you. We've been to quite a few funerals. We've been to quite a few wakes. And we've seen quite a few people grieving. We've grieved ourselves. And it's never fun. We always get a moment to laugh and remember the person. But it's never fun. And your own mortality. I can remember many a times where people tell you they love you at these things because anything can happen tomorrow you might not be there tomorrow they might not be there tomorrow and as a matter of fact a few people that i've seen at funerals were the next funeral that's scary how do you process this and not go insane how do you how is this a thing that you can be every day completely engulfed in and unsure about but you're expect you're expected to function knowing that any any second someone you love you yourself someone you don't even know could drop dead how do we cope with that I like to say there is no simple way to solve complex things. And that's my mantra with this podcast. There is no simple way to solve it. But what you can do is discuss it, even if it brings you 
chest palpitations and sweaty palms, I don't think we will necessarily die just because we discuss death, right? So let's say, all right, you passed and you didn't go up, you didn't go down, and you didn't go dark forever. Some people believe there's another place. They believe that you go into limbo. Now, what is limbo? It's nothingness, but your conscience. That sounds awful. I don't know if that's even worth, I don't know if that's worse than ceasing forever with no consciousness at all. To be in limbo, but conscious of everything? I can't even tell you which one is more awful. But some people believe that. And another thing that some people believe, and again, I don't have all the answers, but some people believe your greatest place on earth that you stored in your memory will now become your heaven and you'll be there for eternity. So let's say you love the beach. You'll go to your own private beach for eternity. You have your bedroom. You'll go to your bedroom for eternity. You'll wake up somewhere you love to be surrounded by the people off and on who you loved in life now that's a little ambitious to say you're going to go to the perfect place in your mind and you're going to live there forever that's a little ambitious to me and it sounds great, right? It sounds amazing. It sounds fantastic. But would you want to stay in one place for eternity? No matter how great it is, right? Virginia Beach, that's awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing place. They got great food, hot dogs, or whatever else. But do you want to stay there forever? And ever. Who knows? Just a thought. I don't I don't know if I want to do that, but it sounds interesting. Right? I have no idea. If any of these things are true. But there's another theory that I kind of am gravitating to. And it, it, it's starting to make more sense than any of these things. And it, 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 it kind of borrows from all of them. And the one that I am starting to gravitate to, I've been gravitating to it 
for quite some time, for many, many years now. And it's starting to make a lot more sense to me. It's the theory that you come back again. And you give it another go. And not only do you give it another go, you do it several times. And every time you come back, your mind retains some knowledge of what you learned before. And as you start to learn, you begin to elevate and you are only here to learn more and to elevate. So then when you go back into a spiritual plane, you are wiser And you repeat this schooling, per se, until you are essentially intelligent enough to elevate. And as you elevate into this spiritual educational system, for lack of a better word, you become enlightened. And you progress to a point where. You see things so differently and so spiritually and you start to understand things at such a high level, you're able to transform into the being you are meant to be. I think everyone on earth, this is just a personal belief, is at different places and different levels of this journey. And some of them are getting better at it and some of them are not. Right. And I feel like you're going to keep coming here until you actually get it. And if you don't get it, that's fine, too. You just keep living here on repeat. I believe some people call it reincarnation. And there is not a religion on earth that does not have some form of reincarnation. Even if you just say, well, our our God came back to life on a certain day and time to continue his mission. And to save us. That is the literal definition of reincarnation. Even if you call it resurrection. And I believe. All of us. To some degree. Have been reincarnated now. That's just a personal belief. I want to I want to say I believe that because a lot of the other things are so morbid to me. A, a, a lot of them are so morbid. If you if you if you really peel back some of these theories some of them have little to, to no personal growth. In my opinion. Right. Some of them are just do the right thing. You get picked to go in the clouds and that's it. 
There's nothing in the clouds there, but just happiness and love and peace. And that's the end of that. And you see your loved ones again, and that's the end of that. Which is fine. But how many years of that are you willing to to, to maintain, to, to, to withstand of just happiness and peace, happiness and peace every single day? Which is, it sounds great. But I believe you're going to want more. You're going to want to learn more. You're going to want to know. Why were those rocks. Placed. In such a way. That it looked like a circle. Why did humans build so many temples and how did they do it? You're going to want to learn things that you do not know right now. You're going to want to understand and almost any theory that doesn't deal with Understanding the perplexities of life doesn't make sense to me. If there is not a, a seeking of knowledge and growth as a natural human being that that is just naturally curious, why would it make any other kind of sense to have all of these Remarkable things on this planet and you never know why they were there and you never understand what they were for. You just go to a place and you just, in essence, kick it with your family all over again. And y'all just talk about the 40 years you were on Earth and what you guys did. And that's it. It needs to be more, in my opinion. Again, like I said, there is no simple way to solve complex things right it's complex things and some people say that's a soul you have a soul in your body and your soul is released from your flesh and you go up down around or whatever now we don't know we can all say we we think we know we really don't know so we all have opinions. I don't know what your initial opinion is, but after this podcast, what is it? I would love to hear from you. So I'm going to look for comments and conversations and convos about this particular topic. About what happens or what we think what we think happens after we die. Life coach Charlie, thank you for being here with me. I hope we came to some kind of middle ground on this complex thing called death. 
until next time i want i want to really hear from you but thank you for listening to life coach charlie this again is the first episode this will not be the last and i hope some kind of way you felt something i'll be in touch peace